pointed out and there's nothing you can do about it. It looks so I have, I have, I have fine. powder and I have, I like this. Really I'm just really going to stay right here. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Thanks for making me uncomfortable, Mina. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, Mina, I thought it was Mina? lipstick. Mm-hmm. Mina. Ask me the story of her name. That's right now. Whenever you're comfortable. I'm, <laughs> I'm comfortable most of the time. <laughs> I'll be more comfortable after this. So, uh, I'm sorry, Karen? Yes. I'm still very enthralled by Tell this. me the story behind her name. <laughs> so, uh, before Mina was born... It overflowed! <laughs> Look at she's so excited about the beer. I had read a book when I was very young, and the heroine in the book was named Mina... Murray, and then she married a man named Jonathan Harker and became Mina Harker. And Mina Harker saved the world. Nice. From this Dracula. She's ruining my story. It was a buildup. Oh. All right. I was in. Keep telling the story. Okay. So Mina lived in Victorian times when women were chattel. Well, I don't know what that means. What's chattel? Chattel could sell me for some land. Nice. They were property. They didn't own their own property. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. Can't we just go back to those days? It's so much great. easier. And um, women, women were not independent or free-thinking or self-reliant. And Mina Harker was all of those things. She traveled across the continent uh, under great strain and stress. Duress. Duress. She'd been bitten <laughs> nice, and word. affected by the disease. She could feel the movements. She saves the world, right? Yeah. What disease? Dracula bit her. Oh, okay. I so, missed that so he part. bit her, but he didn't kill her. Just... No, no, he bit her and okay. he didn't kill her. So she could feel his movements, mm-hmm. and she would fall into this sort of trance that she would have to fight, so that she could tell other people, "This is what's happening. This is where I have to go. This is what we have to do." And of course, Jonathan was also very, very <laughs> brave. But without Mina, none of this would have happened. She was beautiful. She was smart. She was a ginger. She was a redhead. Yes. She was brave. She was just everything. And so I read that story. I was like, if I was have she a baby a control girl, freak. No, I am. <laughs> She's going to be named Mina. And then serendipitously, my husband's mother's nickname, they called her Mina. Like, well, there you go. This is perfect. Done. Perfect. And there and there we have this perfection part. right between us. Exactly. Yeah. Right there. There's perfection. Pretty, we'll find out how smart she, she is by the end right of the now. interview. Most days she wants to strangle me, though. No, that's not true at all. Why? Why? Why does she want to strangle you? I'm a control freak and I'm controlling and I <laughs> and really she has want control issues. <laughs> Wait, and yeah. This is what Mina likes to say. I'm, if everyone would just consult me on their decisions, everything would be so much better. So and much she's easier. not kidding. She's not kidding. Um, no, because we're mother and daughter and we see each other all day, every day. And sometimes it's just too much. I just had my dad on the show before you guys showed up and I love my dad. There's a but. But for the love of everything holy, <laughs> there is no fucking way <laughs> that I could spend day in and day we, out working alongside We're trying. We've, oh, that's how Sorry, delightful dad. I am. Mina loves working with me. I hope you feel the me. same way <laughs> as I For years, we've tried to like get more of our family on board. And my youngest sister graduated from IU last year. She's really smart. We're like, come join the business. She's like, hell no. You guys are insane. <laughs> So, I would never do that. So let's give some people some context. Okay. What is the business that we are discussing? What do you guys do day in, day out? So um, when I graduated, that you have to put up with each other. Yeah, when I graduated from IU in 2007, 
I didn't really have a job, didn't know what I want to do. As most graduates. Yes, no. as most graduates. I had a general studies degree, a couple minors. Um, so I minors wanted, and possessions? No. <laughs> I never went to jail. I've never, still, I've been in like job. fake IU jail when I was a senior in high school, but that didn't count. Um, <laughs> okay, you're jobless. I digress. You're young. I digress. I'm you have jobless no idea what you want to do with your life. Mom's a successful attorney. I wanted to do something grown nice. up, so I convinced her to co-sign and buy a house with me at 23rd and Carrollton, which is transitional at best. Transitional. Um, which means there's 24-hour open-air drug dealing across yes. the street. That's oh. what transitional means. I thought it meant was... it wasn't going to get its own bathroom in Target. No. <laughs> no. Um, we that had, was funny. Yeah, you get that? I did. <laughs> that was good. He's, he came with jokes. That's all right. <laughs> so we bought this house, and we did a lot of the work because we, I didn't have a lot of money. So we figured out how to do flooring and how to do tile and cabinets. We injured and... ourselves a bunch and learned a bunch and had fun um, and did mm-hmm. it a couple more times. And then probably like 2008, we decided we had a business. Still not one thriving enough where either of us could quit our day jobs. She was still a successful lawyer. I was wildly successful at waiting tables. She was so I kept wildly doing successful. That. Hey, I, I have really some good, good friends it. that just make a shitload of oh, money. Yeah. You can yeah. make a ton of money. I have money. an employee that bartends on the weekends and I'm pretty sure he makes a, well, I'm, I know that makes he makes more. a lot more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that for a fact because I know what I pay it's him as well. It's good money. <laughs> so we did that for a while um, and we're doing like two or three houses a year and then um, we ended up with a TV show because a production company accidentally found our Facebook page. And that's so our business is called started. Two Chicks and a Hammer. Yes. Mina came up with that name in 2007 when we started our third house. Mm-hmm. She said, I think we have a business. I think we need a name and business cards. And we need to be like grown up about this. We need to be grown ups. We're going to pretend like it's a real thing. So we made a logo that was Two Baby Chicks and a Hammer, which looks like man parts. That's what our logo, that's yes. like our, and we put it on checks and we put it on business cards and we and put it on shirts. hoodies. And then my two brothers are like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what is with the logo? And we're like, oh. That's amazing. Because when you say that, the first thing that popped into my head was two girls and another and inanimate object. Yes, exactly. So I'm that, sure you get that a lot. That is our poor name. I, think I yeah. honestly, I think we're getting far enough from it that less people put that together. Put that yeah. together I'm just a terrible human. To. Well, no, 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 I mean, <laughs> people who know about it, then, but yes, of course yeah. that happens. You can't but, see it. I'm sorry. But, but the fun thing, yeah, the fun thing is, is so our network thought our name was maybe a little bit questionable mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons, because chicks is demeaning to women. And we don't mean to demean any women. We just... We think it's fun and lighthearted. Yeah, and you and should take the word back. Yes, exactly. Yes. Isn't it like feminist? Like we're allowed to call ourselves that. Because I would like to go on a rant right now. Yes. I would like to go on a rant. rant. I would. Go ahead, rant. So, so I thought the idea behind feminism was to free us from other people's ideas about it what we're supposed is. to be. So why are women telling me that I can't be a chick? That doesn't seem very feminist. It doesn't at all. Right. And I'm not telling you you have to be have one. You, have you listened to the factual feminist at all? No. You would love it. Would I? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like so in any case, so that's slightly porny name. And so the network gives us this name, Good Bones. Which is also slightly porny. So now porny. it's our oh. business name. Like our, our company still exists within the show. <laughs> I know, right? So we're doing a home show. I don't this even know what best. state we're in. We were in the Oklahoma guy, City. Oklahoma City. The guy introducing us is like a pastor or something. Mm-hmm. And the building we're in is Cox Pavilion. And so he introduces us and two chicks and a hammer 
on HGTV's Good Bones presenting in Cox Pavilion. It's like, no, it's just, you can't even make this stuff up. Well, there's a Cox Pavilion in Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, I've been in it. So it's just it's devil entendres all over the place. It's fantastic. It's what makes people, it's catchy. I didn't, I think I cut off your rant. I didn't mean to. I well, just no, wanted no, to inform really, you about that. No, that was the no, rant. rant. Factual. Oh, okay. I mean, I, that's it. That's the rant is I don't know. Like, why can't we free ourselves from these preconceived ideas? I feel that way about all offensive words. If the, the I, I say that words become offensive by the people that find offense in them. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know. But then my mouth gets carried away and I've said That's something offensive. That's one of the hardest things about making the TV show. So when we first found out we got it, I said, okay, can you guys bleep us? And they're like, yeah, no problem. And then came back they like two weeks later. And they're like, no, 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 we actually can't bleep you. You can't curse. So there's a lot of scenes where I'm like, oh, and like, that's just the noise that comes out because I can't think of, you don't say crap so many times. Oh, crap. You can. Oh, crap. I get that. I, uh, like I, I was, need some, I need to mix it up. I just did, uh, we just, or the History Channel just did a special on Bottoms Up and I swear all the fucking time. And there's a there's a scene where it, they've got a really good like I'm super excited about explaining something and it it's got an f bomb in it and my brain's like this is gonna sound great with the f word behind it and I'm like and then I came up with another word I don't remember what it was but it was really great because anybody that knows me is like he was about to say he was about yeah, to drop yeah. an f bomb mm-hmm. but yeah, so <laughs> I bet it's lot. very entertaining yes yeah. there's it's actually <laughs> there exists in the universe we have not seen it but there is a curse reel from season one of Mina cursing because oh, yeah. our producer was just talking about it's it like, yesterday yes every like there's a thing they do called interviews or OTS which is on the fly where we stand there and they talk to us and there's a lot of cursing a lot what does OTS stand for on the fly stands for on, on the, the fly but, but it's, it's like a setup it's more like an interview so anytime in it's the like show, your confessionals yeah it's yes. like a confessional uh. So, like, yeah. on the flies are actually a real thing where we're in scene and I'm like, look at this termite damage and talk to the camera. But they just call all the interviews OTFs. I don't know So why. every time there's a siren or an airplane or a motorcycle or a dog or a rooster. You have to stop. Or a lawnmower. Mina will say, effing rooster. Effin I'll be in the middle of a sentence. I'm like, and the termite in the fucking airplane. <laughs> so there's probably a lot of that because we're filming in the city. It's noisy all the time yeah always it's very hard to get anything done they can't brad they can't fix that they can't mic them well, up a little better yeah. like, what? They, take, they take room tone so they can like identify noises if someone's like hammering in the background they'll take silent just of that so they can i guess identify it and cut it out but i guess it's kind of hard to do like there's literally a rooster in the background of one of our OTFs that would just not shut up. <laughs> so we just kept repeating ourselves. We'd just talk and he'd crow, we'd back up two seconds and redo it. And then every time he'd crow, okay, back up two seconds, redo it. So doing TV, has it ruined all other TV for you? Yes. Absolutely destroyed it. Mm-hmm. All reality TV anyway? Yes. Yeah. Well, most in, of it. In order to make an interesting story that people want to watch, you, if it, just imagine you get up and you do your thing for an hour, with that at, right? At all, right? So yeah. to make it interesting, there it has to be heavily edited, right. heavily, mm-hmm. and that process requires that you repeat certain things so that it can be edited correctly. So there is a lot of reality in our show. There are yeah. a lot of things that happen that you would say that didn't really happen. We're like, nope, that really happened. Most of the, the the part that's not real is like the real thing happened. 
and then we reenact it five times so you can get the angles and the wides and the close-ups yeah. and so it's all real. So like in season one, there was actually a gas leak and seven fire trucks did actually show up. And nobody planned that. That wasn't our goal. We were a little no, ashamed that happened. Our neighbors were really upset. We had to evacuate the whole neighborhood. We shouldn't be ashamed. That's great television. It was great television. But people thought it was fake. We like broke a whole gas meter on purpose and almost exploded the block just for TV. And I'm like, guys, we would do a lot of weird stuff, but we're not going to do that. That was not on purpose. That stuff happens all the time. Yeah. I've yeah. done lots of remodel and construction projects. I've, I've, I've broken happen. that water line. Well, and that's when a we, terrible one. Right, like before we started filming, they were like, you know, you, we need our commercial outs. We're going to need to add some drama. And I said, look, I promise you, you're never going to have to make something up. <laughs> Bad things happen all the time. And this is before we start filming. Two people from um, the production team had come to kind of scout the houses to see which one they wanted to do for our pilot, our test episode. And we're getting ready to go on the tour, and I'd just given them this lecture, like, we don't ever need to fake it. There's good stuff. And I get a phone call, one of our other properties, all the doors came in wrong. And not wrong, like, we could make them work, like the six-panel, wood grain, old, nasty doors. Do you see how she doesn't like those doors from that? Sorry if people like them. So I'm like, (laughs) I have to stop by the site. I need to eyeball them and make sure they're a no-go. And while we're stopping by to fix this semi-small catastrophe, a guy caulking on the second floor trim just walks off the side of the roof into a hole on the ground. So like he, he didn't just like launch 20 the ground. feet. He fell into a hole dug out next to the house by the foundation. <laughs> we have to call 911. I'm like, see? This all didn't, you don't even have a camera here. This all just happened today. And that's did that get how reenacted? it's been ever since. No, no, that did not get reenacted. We don't make people fall off the roof just for a scene. No. We but, have gotten our production team pretty good at understanding there are certain things that once we do them, we cannot do them again. Yeah. For example, chimneys coming down. You don't stack the bricks back up and then bring the <laughs> chimney down again. So get your camera angles shot. now. You got one shot and that's it. Yeah. So there's some things that they're really did, good at. Were you literally asked to restack the bricks of a no, chimney? No, no, no. <laughs> no, but no. we did um, last season the Victorian house. It's like a peacock blue. It had a big, awesome, awesome second story deck that has French oh. doors on it. And the French doors wouldn't <clears throat> fit up through the house. So we had to carry them up over onto the second story and they made the workers carry them up and then bring them back down three or four times and on the last time I said to I was like production do you see their faces they're gonna ask kill them you. to do it one more time just, just ask ahead. them and see what happens and they're like no more time okay. <laughs> we got our angles I'm like okay thanks we're yeah. gonna we're gonna move on now from those that doors just say no yeah they're really heavy so when they contact they found your Facebook page they contacted you mm-hmm. that was pretty awesome right I was very confused. A woman called me and was asking a bunch of questions about our business and how we run it and what we do. And we've kind of been burned in business before, so Mm -hmm. I'm very dubious of sharing information. And so I called my attorney, my mom. (laughs) Mom. I said, I don't know what's going on. This lady's asking all these personal things. And she said, did they ask for your social? Did they ask for like your your bank numbers? Like, no. And so I, I Google the company, which is High Noon, Productions, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is real! Like they make Cake Boss and Fixer Upper. That's okay. I should take them seriously." Um, so we, I think we had like another phone call, and then they set up a Skype interview, which at the time we did not know was being recorded. They, they might have said something. That's possible. I wasn't but I there at the beginning. I don't know, but Mina had a really rough. Some emotion. attorney you are. Yeah. I didn't care. I don't care. <laughs> Film it. I don't care. Whatever. Mina had know. a rough emotional day, so she rolls in. The interview's all set up. We got the little iPad. I got the chairs, and she rolls in, opens a bottle of wine, and drinks the whole bottle during the interview. 
And it which lasts, was only like an hour. <laughs> and it made her really entertaining. And so they're like, yeah. And they filmed it. And then, so that went well. They're like, this is gold. Yeah. Like, these people this are great. Solid gold. Solid gold. She drank a bottle of wine in 45 minutes, which I could not do today. I would, I would just die. Um, but yes, you could. So we did the Skype interview, and then they sent us a little handheld flip cam and said, "Just film what you guys do for a week or two weeks. Film your projects, film the city." And then they took that footage, they took the Skype footage, and they mishmashed it all together into a six-minute sizzle reel. Put it to music, pulled in pictures from like Facebook and Instagram, and made this awesome little clip that they pitched to HGTV, and they said, "Yeah, this is awesome. Let's do it." So. The beer's making me very burpy. That's fine. It does that. We need the burp button. Yeah. It's the next edition of the table. Uh, I was um, going to say, in a, re- in a regular radio station, we'd have the cough button. In here, we yeah. definitely have to change it to the burp button. Yeah. I'll, re- I'll relabel them for you. There you go. Perfect. Be great. What, one thing about the, the little Skype that we made, I mean, not the Skype, the uh, sizzle that we made. So they sent us a camera, and we sent the camera and the media back, and then we found out afterwards that they send professional production crews to do the sizzles for other pilot, for other sizzles. So they'll send the flip cam, and if they can't pull it together based on that, then they'll drop like 20 grand, send a crew out, and film one. And we're like, why do we then? You're like, dicks. So we don't know if we feel complimented at our skill set. we did like a really good job. Right? Or scammed. Or or shafted. (laughs) We're not sure. You guys just saved a bundle of money. (laughs) We got paid nothing for filming that sizzle. (laughs) You should feel flattered. So that's what we've decided, is we're going to take the high road and say, that's how good we are. Yeah. And I, and I think there was sort of a downside to that because the first season, if you watch it, you will see that I'm tasked with carrying a video camera everywhere. And it looks... Let's just shoot this two ways to give them options. So every single scene had to be shot two ways. With one with the camera, camera and one without, one without the camera. camera. So it doubled the time for everything. And I think they have decided after a season that that really didn't work so well. Flip cam's gone. So we don't have to shoot with a flip cam this year, which is great. That's fantastic. Yes. Which is great because... First season was a lot of just figuring stuff out mm-hmm. for everyone, um, like figuring out how to make a TV show because it's apparently the first time anyone's ever done it. Um, <laughs> it's what it seems like. Us, There's no institutional memory. It's um, it's that way on every set I've ever been on. Yeah. I feel like yes. that's kind of what we're figuring out now. It is the like, biggest shit show, always. Why? Always. I've been a part of so many different things now, and it is just all last minute, all, what the fuck is going on? Like yes, we've done this all before, the time. right? We're running for the exits with our hair on fire. Always. The whole time. <laughs> the, even the best run ones are like, oh. Well, we, we took our uh, off time. We, were, we stopped filming before Christmas, and we didn't start filming again until a couple weeks ago. And we got all of our permits, did all of our floor plans. We just, we tried to be as prepared as possible in case we get a second season. Yeah. So that there's less up in the air, less confusion. So like vanities get ordered and sinks get ordered and all those things are nailed down. And we brought back some of our employees from last year who did such a good job for us. We have a few new employees this year. So we hired a CLO. Yeah, we have a chief. She is a family member. Chief Operating Officer. She's amazing. She is amazing. Um, we need. She's, she's really just our handler. Like <laughs> honestly, she's, she's with us. She's with us all day long. And if either of us say something like dickish or not cool, she'd be like, Nina, no. I'm like, <laughs> Nina, all that right. was quite dickish. Karen, no. I was whining a lot. I'm still whining about it. There was a, a situation where some things got thrown away that I didn't want thrown away. And Alexa was tired of hearing me whine about it. And she said, hey, everyone's sorry that that happened and it won't happen again, okay? 
Like, all right. Done. (laughs) Squashed. Like, she's just great. And I think only a family member could do that. If if it's anyone else, I'd be like, God, I don't do what I want. See, it's the other way for me. If a family member told me something, anything, really. Well, she's removed enough. So she's my older brother's wife's sister. So she's not actually like a blood relative and she's crazy smart. She like ran Target forever. They kept throwing money at her and she kept trying to quit. So she's very, very smart and skilled in business and HR and close enough family that will that she can be we, short with us, but far enough removed that there's enough respect. Yeah. Like if it was probably just my little sister, I would tell her to shut up. <laughs> so yeah. we've, we've struck a very good balance with her, I think. Yeah. We, we got lucky yeah. that Alexa will tolerate us. Yes. We really did. We got yes, lucky. We so how many houses are you guys on now? We've done... And how long does it take to do a house? Two separate questions. Okay. So we've we've completed about 30 houses yes. in our career Damn. as home renovators. And typically a house takes around four months. Um, when we filmed the pilot, we did a house in 32 days. And the first season over six months... We did seven full to the studs renovations and three homeowner renovations, and we all almost died. And then we said, hey, let's do it again, but let's do all 10 full renovations, which <laughs> is what we're doing this renovation? season. Yeah. I mean, to the studs, house up on jacks, our foundations are crap. Yeah. Like they don't exist. There's just not sill plates. Again, today, I was in the basement of a house saying, our houses are magical because there's no visible means of support for any of these floor joists. <laughs> like joists are just Magic. hanging without joist hangers, without They're nails. They're nailed to the floor above is what's holding them yeah. up. And you're just like, what? This isn't how it works. It's this is bizarre. amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> so I grew up in a constant state of renovated everything. Like my dad is a, a do-it-yourself or everything. And like he remodeled businesses, he remodeled our house, he remodeled our house and then ran out of money. So I lived in a house that was partially sticks. remodeled. Yeah, we, our back bathroom was a toilet. It's like camping. Our only, our only bathroom was a toilet in the middle of a, of a room this big with, uh, uh, I don't know, the, just boards on the outside. I don't oh, know what yeah, that's like called. OSB, it, the sheeting? No, not OSB, the just slats. Oh. Yeah, you could see the light. <laughs> it was amazing. Nice. Yeah, you had to turn on the was faucet. Was it in, in Indiana? Order to, no, it was in Washington State. Doesn't it get cold there? Yeah, you had to turn on the. That's what I was about to say. You have to turn on the faucet um, to to, drip. to keep it from freezing yeah. in the winter time. And I believe did my sister get stuck in the toilet or froze to the toilet? But there's a we story there somewhere. We need to get your sister on the line. Yeah. Sister, and find this out. Yeah, we could, we we could. This is crucial. Know, yeah. this is crucial. We need to hear this story. But uh, did yeah. your butt cheeks freeze to the toilet? We really need to know. <laughs> it was, it was, it was pretty great. It was very quick trips to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Then, you, didn't, you, you didn't mess like, around. <laughs> you didn't mess around. I mean, I'm sure there was no whining from you, like because when we were little, I know we'd be like. We need a pee. We need water. Like, that probably no. didn't happen. You're like, I'll just stay in bed. It's warm. Yeah. <laughs> so that maybe your parents dad's were plan. on to something. <laughs> He's like, you know what I'm going to do? These kids will not get out of bed under this situation. Trust me, honey. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I know a little bit about renovating a house because I lived in one that was almost renovated for a long, <laughs> long Living in time. one while renovating it, um, I think, is probably harder than what we do. I can't... We've... Not it's really miserable. ever had to do that. It's absolutely miserable. The well, sheetrock dust and the food yeah. and the yeah the sawdust all over your. I mean, it's just awful. Yeah. Yeah, I provide security, but that's a little different. Yeah. I don't really live in them. 
I mean, I did sleep in mine a couple times before it was done, but I didn't really live in it. Yeah. Provide security? What does that mean? So our security system for our houses that are done enough that somebody might want to break in and steal something like is... They might have cabinets, right. appliances, Me, and things. my 38 revolver, and my toy poodle. Nice. That's the security system. <laughs> I just I just painted that picture in my head, and it was a real delight. She has delight. like a little camping cot and a camping toilet. I have a camp toilet. It's just a bag that you Where are you rebuilding like... homes that this is an option? Or this Base is a need? Hendrix and Fountain Square. Yeah. Okay. I so, mean, yeah, okay. for the most part, pretty safe. But if you leave a house with goods in it and no one living there in a construction, that's an attractive nuisance. You're like asking someone to come steal stuff. Yeah. So people who are down on their luck, who otherwise they're just like, ah, I got nothing. I'm gonna go see what they got. They're not bad people. They're just not really doing as well in life as maybe they could. Yeah. My and girlfriend just, lives next to a house that is being squatted in by the nicest squatter I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, just, we have a lot of squatters. Yeah. They're yeah. just people whose lives aren't going the way they'd hoped. That's all they are. Living in a big, nice house. I mean, I don't want to go in it, but... Well, what we've learned about squatters... So, in, in our houses, there's a lot of feces. And you can tell the squatters from the animals because the squatters use toilet paper. So you, Not in a toilet. No, just like there's a Usually closet a that closet. gets designated as yeah. this is the toilet and it's full of poop and toilet paper. And you know that's oh not a raccoon. God. It's not and a raccoon. And that's usually because they've actually already filled the toilet that doesn't flush because right. there's no running water. Right, so. <laughs> Squatting is not as glamorous as people might think it is. No. It doesn't. I mean, the whole bindle and the stick sounds awesome, but it, but beyond that, it doesn't I don't know what a bindle great. is. A bindle is when you take a handkerchief and you tie it to the... Into oh, a ball. you're talking. Okay, you put your I stuff see. On it yeah, and you no, that's cool. so very like hobo life. life. Yeah, hobo yeah. life. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. then hobo you can life. go in the outdoors. Yeah, like you don't have to go inside a closet. You just go out in the I woods. I think anyone has to go inside a closet. They could just go outside. <laughs> have you been here in the winter time? I'm going in the fucking <laughs> closet. That's true. But I would like I would take like a a, a grocery store bag and I would put Something. it in a five gallon bucket and then I would take that and I'd whip it in somebody else's. See, this may be why you're not being a squatter because you have those thought processes going on. I would be the best homeless person in the world. I have I've had this conversation you do, on right? the show. Plan, right, you know where you're gonna eat. You I, know where you're gonna sleep. It would be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for like a week. Nah. I think after that, not so much. I don't know. Boxcar children, they had a good time. Like a really <laughs> old book? Yes. How old are you? 31. You should know what the boxcar children are. I don't think I read any of them. No, never mind. I don't think Mina's a big reader. I don't think that's nah. her thing. <laughs> give her some tape? numbers to crunch. Give her yeah. some. Give her some problems to solve. <laughs> I don't. I just. I, I think it. being homeless would be a delight, and I'm sure I'm going to catch all kinds of hell for saying that at some oh, point. Oh yeah, in time. people are going to be pissed. Being homeless at you. is not fun. If you well, do it the right way, you're not, you don't have the right attitude, and that's why you're homeless in the first place. There you go. <laughs> when you think about people who walk the Appalachian Trail. And they spend six to eight months out in the woods with no home. They're homeless, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and they're having a great time. Absolutely. It's just a question of attitude. I'm we'll with see. you on this one. Yeah. Number one, Josh has been setting up his entire life to be homeless when he's 70. <laughs> yes. Um, number two, I've always said, if you're going to be homeless, make sure you find a way to get your ass to San Diego. Yes. Yeah. Live on the beach. Maybe, yes, maybe have just enough money for a gym membership so you can do, you know, a shower. Yeah. And you're yeah. good. Yeah. It, it would be fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, homeless people out there that are not having fun. Maybe you have a mental issue, mental disease, but there've got to be homeless people out there that are just having a ball. Well, I do think there are some homeless people that it's a choice. They, they could live a different kind of life. And I'm not saying this is for all of them, 
but they, they don't <clears throat> want to feel constrained or restrained by society's conventions, and that's their way of being free. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's all of them, but I think there are some people that it is a choice. We had somebody on the show that spent his, it was a, he spent a summer as a drummer in a street band and they made tons of money being homeless going around playing music in the streets. You'd get your, you'd get your license from the city, you'd mm-hmm. go play, play music in the street, and it was great. And the people that he, he played with still do it. I mean, he, he's wow. like, well, you know, I don't want to live this kind of life anymore, and I'm going to move on and go do other things. They still they load in the V-Dub bus, and they drive around being homeless. Huh. Are they homeless See, I think in if a you V-Dub got a car, bus? Are that... you not? I don't know. Are you homeless without? I think... A car is not really a home. So I was in, uh, I used to... You can't burglarize a car. A camper. We used to do, so mm, being homeless that's was... That's a home. <laughs> being homeless was kind of ruined for me, and I became a little more jaded um, over this one particular story I'm about to get out of my mouth. We would do, um, I worked for a sign company, and we would renovate canopies, or just the sign packages on gas stations. So we'd come in, we'd change it from a Texaco to a Shell station, or vice versa. And I'm up on the canopy in Seattle, Washington, and I can see a bunch of corners from where I am. And it was almost like it was being ran by somebody. The shift changes oh. that would happen. Oh. So you would watch. I watched a guy come up, mm-hmm. kick off his brand new shoes behind the, a barrier in his tattered garb, mm-hmm. stand on the corner. He'd stand there for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And then everybody would switch. Yep. And the guy that was standing or sitting in the wheelchair with his... Uh, knees out in a blanket so you could see the nubs of his legs saying I'm a war vet would get out of his wheelchair walk it to the next corner get ah! back in it with his, and I'm like are that you kidding crazy. me yeah and people are giving him money all day long it was amazing my, absolutely amazing my fiance is one of those suckers like he thinks like I love that he's thinks he's being like a helpful nice guy but he'll come home and he told me you know I gave 20 bucks to this person at the gas station because they ran out of gas I'm like was their car there? Did they have a car? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what kind of car was it? He was like, I don't know. It was like a big Mm-mm. dually truck. I was like, did you think this one through? First of all, they have a car. And it was like a nice truck. And you just gave them 20. I, I just don't understand. Because all the time at the subway by our house, people sit outside and beg. And I'm like, I'll buy you a sandwich all day long. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nope, I don't want a sandwich. Then you do not need my money. Yeah. You don't want a sandwich, eat a sandwich. I just I want to tell you a little inspirational story. Yeah, no, no, because I'm the same way. If you are begging, I will buy you food. I will come sit and eat with you. I I mean, but I'm not going to give you money because I don't really think that's what you need. And that's me judging other people, which probably isn't right. But one day I was outside the subway and there's a guy sitting out there and he's like, can you give me a dollar for food? I said, I will not give you a dollar for food, but I will buy you a sandwich. He said, really? I said, yeah, what do you want? He goes, Will you buy one for my friend too? I said, yeah, I'll buy a sandwich for anybody who wants one. So there are four guys sitting around the table. I come out with the sandwiches and we prayed together. And I've never heard someone pray like this in my life. And the sun's coming through the clouds and he's talking about beautiful soaring eagles and heavenly angels and all this stuff. And I had goosebumps and I was like, this was such an amazing gift. This was beautiful. And then they all ate their sandwiches and I went home and it was gorgeous. I was like, that. That was nice right there. So sometimes... I thought it was going to end worse than that. No, no. Sometimes that was a happy people ending. are genuinely hungry and they need to be fed and you get a chance to do a nice thing. And that's that's the line I draw. All the fakers are just ruining it for everyone. I don't let them ruin it for me. I don't. Do you remember the one guy I fed in the alley and he lost his teeth? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So where where we live? We've got some crazies in our alley. <laughs> let me tell really you. Interesting people. What the fuck is going on? So I I'm sound asleep and I hear boom 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 boom. It's oh dark hundred. I don't know what time it is. I get up. I put on my bathrobe and I go to the front door and there's no one there. I go to the back door and there's a guy walking away from my back door. He looks really agitated. He's like moving his hands and he's just like agitated looking. So for a second I think let him go and then I think. No, he came to my door and he's agitated. I can at least ask him what's wrong. So I open the door and I said, hey, can I help you? And he turns around, he's super agitated. His face is working and his arms are working. He says, there's a guy in the alley and he doesn't belong there. I don't know what he's doing there. He's up to no good. Somebody needs to do something about this gun. And then he goes off. And I'm like, oh, all right. And so I go out to the alley and I'm still in my bathrobe. Like that's the only article of clothing I have on. Where's your revolver? I've... I wasn't thinking about that. It doesn't matter. This has a happy ending. And okay. there's a guy in the Which alley in a wheelchair. And, I'm a, and, and I don't see him right away because Mina, who lives next door to me, her garage door is open. So I'm walking out. And oh my there's God, a, you guys live next to each other Yeah, too? we live next door. See? There's a lot of togetherness. <laughs> Jesus. There's a fence. I go behind the fence, look at Mina's garage door, go to close the garage door. And when I turn around, I can see the guy in the wheelchair. I'm like, oh, that's what Flannel <clears throat> Dude was talking about, all agitated. So I go over to the guy in the wheelchair. I was like, what can I do for you? What's going on? And he calls me something like sweetie or honey or baby or dolly. Hey, baby, um, I, I need some food. Can you bring me some food? Sure, I'll bring you some food. So I go inside and I fix him a plate and I come back outside with it. And he's like, baby, I, 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 I need you to feed me. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, I'm not getting close enough for you to touch me. Um, I'm going to hand you this plate of food and you can feed yourself. He goes, but... I need your phone number. I have feelings for you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that... Right, like in that moment... I was moment, about to say all exactly, of those things. Exactly, exactly. And I was like, well, that's really sweet of you, but I'm going to go inside to bed, go to bed now. You've got your food. You're good to go. Next morning, I go out, and where his wheelchair had been sitting were his teeth. And I saved him because I thought he might show back up wanting his teeth, but he never did. So he, did. like, took his teeth out to eat and then forgot them. <laughs> we have some really... You guys should all move to Fountain Square. Teeth? It's so fun. I don't have them anymore. <laughs> Did you throw them away? I think someone threw them away. We also have a guy, David, who lives in our alley. He says his name's David. I think it's just David. But David he, sounds cooler. He yeah. is. He is having an ongoing. So let me back up. I'm walking down the alley because we live right by La Margarita. It's delicious. My fiance and I are walking down the alley to La Margarita, and there's a fence, and we see a guy yelling at someone. Like, yelling, like, I'm going to cut your throat, bitch. But, like, I mean, he is pissed. I'm like, that guy is heated. And I jokingly say, like, watch him just be, like, talking to himself. And we get past the fence, and he factually is talking to himself. And fast forward, like, a year later, this man is still having an ongoing, like, domestic dispute with this woman that doesn't exist. Almost every day you'll hear but him screaming in the alley. Oh, yeah, constant. But what's weird is if Bitches I... Bitches be crazy. Yeah. If I walk out in the alley, he's like, hey, Karen, how he are stops, you? He stops, waves. Stops, waves, chats. Everything okay? Can I do anything for you? Do you how's Rogers? Everything okay? He goes good? back All to right. yelling at this awful woman. What, what, what do you think happened? So he I was talked, in the war. I talked to his friend. He did a lot of drugs in the war. Yeah. And kind of melted his brain. And now that's just what's left. To drugs in which war? We don't know. I know. He told... I was like... What's great is... I want to say Vietnam, but I feel like he's not that old. Everybody just goes to Vietnam. He Vietnam. cleans the streets and the alleys. He gets a broom and he sweeps the entire alley. He also and- took an axe to someone in the middle of the street. What? That's what... That's what... 
Okay, that statement. Now, that's Let me back up and tell you, no, because the police were called and the lady at the appliance store is the only one that was like, enough had enough of a relationship with him that she could go get the axe from him because he wouldn't let anyone close to him. Huh. Well, see, when I picture taking an axe to somebody, it... Just kind of like it's waving. Require taking an axe to somebody, they're they're gone. Yeah, it's going to require. You didn't hit them with the axe. Okay. It was just yielding, wielding, wielding, wielding the axe wildly. Threatening um, with an axe. Probably also with the woman that doesn't exist. Threatening somebody with an axe would be an yes. accurate yes. way to. He was in the street that. with an axe. Yeah. I don't know if the person existed or not. I'm going to start just carrying an axe around. I feel like it's a good idea. Just and dragging when you walk it by, slowly wink behind at you. So it makes that drag Drag the axe next to you, give him a little wink. And the thing that's super funny is there's a silhouette of like a cowboy painted on the building he lives at. So it looks like he's fighting with the cowboy silhouette <laughs> all the time. That's it's hilarious. Fantastic. So back on the subject of business. <laughs> Um, the show's about business. The show is about business. But we I did. was telling them ahead of time that this thing gets derailed all the time. It doesn't get derailed. I it's mean, that's, the beer. This I'm is, easily derailed by this beer. This is the best part about business is we have all these amazing stories, right? That's yes. true. Yeah, so. If we didn't have a business in Fountain Square, we wouldn't have all these stories about the amazing people in Fountain Square. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so how do you guys make money? Is it from the show or flipping the houses? First of all, I'm going to have to give you the lecture. We do not flip houses. We are rehabilitating Shit. a neighborhood right. one house at a time. Womp womp. Flipping implies I'm buying a slightly undervalued house. I'm doing cosmetic repairs and I'm selling it at the highest price I can. And that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. We buy the houses that you know. Feel like you're being lectured by your mother. No, no, no. I we feel buy like houses, I'm learning. We buy the houses no one else wants and to I buy. I might only make that mistake one or two more times. <laughs> We buy the houses no one else wants to buy. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are absolute wrecks. <laughs> That's part of the belt reel. That's beautiful. Excuse me. Um, and then we completely re- rehabilitate them from the ground up. And then we find people who will love them the way we love them. And who will love the neighborhood and will become a contributing part of a neighborhood. So we don't make a whole lot of money from the show. Right. <laughs> it's the answer to or your the question. Houses. The houses no. we have well a pretty so our profit margin has ranged from three thousand dollars to I think like thirty five is probably the mm-hmm. best we've done. Um, and we don't we don't the three thousand dollar house was, you know, the first one kind of on the outskirts of Fountain Square. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first one on the block and then we did a second and on the second we made $30,000 and on the third we're probably going to make around $30,000 um, it's actively happening right now so there's always kind of like this anchor property that so we're going to probably take is a that net or gross? That's, uh, our, that's our profit yeah, that's our so that's net that we net. split and we put in the bank and nice. put taxes between on between three and 30000 is pretty pretty mm-hmm. accurate um, not, and that's why that's why when we were only doing two or three a year we still had our full-time jobs. And now right. that we do the show, you oh, can't geez. have a full-time well, job. But every single penny we made last year, we saved because every house that we do costs us $150,000 to $180,000. We put a so lot of money into So does the network bankroll any no. of the... No. Oh, no. Shit. This is our money from our pockets that we save and our houses that we mortgage. Do I sound a little... Neither of us had mortgage payments and we both took like huge equity lines because we're I mean we're all in it like this is this is a once in a lifetime ride it's an opportunity to grow our business it's opportunity to do something really cool so to make we're trying Mm -hmm. we're kind of doing everything we can we have a couple private investors yeah I get really talking about homeless people even it's great yeah (laughs) 
even the homeless people. So I, this, the show, I mean, there's I what everyone told us in the beginning, and it's still true. Is like we're never gonna get rich off TV. But so what we, TV does, we need does, to expound on that just a little bit because people think there's money in TV. People think that there we can buy no money. We can renovate their house for free, or we can do whatever. Um, but you don't ever make money off TV. What TV is going to do is a ho- hopefully give us a, um, a room to grow our business and a, and make our business have more name recognition. Yeah. And it also creates a platform to do a lot of other things. So we do a lot of public speaking gigs now. We go to home shows, um, investment seminars, and stuff like that. So. I got to be the keynote speaker at the Neighborhood Power Seminar, which was mm-hmm. really exciting for me. Like, that's a big deal because and that's, that's not a paid gig. That's just. No, I can share my passion. I got invited to a job fair at a middle school. Emma Donan Middle School invited me, and I was like, yes, hang out with the kids. I was not the number one choice. They all wanted to be chefs. <laughs> so, <wanted> my <laughs> little brother's school, Ritter, asked me to come it speak sounds easier, at their let's just be honest. career day. And it's we had easier, we had another gig. We had something else we had to do. So I, and I asked my little brother. I said, "If it's important to you, I'll reschedule stuff, and we'll be there for a career day." And he's like, "I don't care if you come." I was like, "Okay, then I won't be there." Like they do not think I'm cool because like, profit. Oh, everyone else thinks I'm super cool because I have a TV show. My brothers don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't a prophet think that is cool. misrespected in its own town. <laughs> what? A prophet is not respected yeah, in his own town. Apparently, yeah. So nobody at home mean? thinks we're cool. Oh, okay. I get it. It's a biblical expression. Uh How, and it's about Jesus. Oh, I should have warned you that that would happen. What? That there would be some Jesus talk. It always happens. This is the second or third Bible or Jesus reference. Is it? Yes. It always happens. It's okay. I can't help it. I don't mind. It's okay. I used to warn all my law clients, it's going to happen. The only Jesus reference reference, you'll hear from me is usually in swearing. (laughs) We got we got a um, we get a lot of commentary in social media, and sadly for us, one of the things we got a commentary about is in the opening two minute montage, where Mina says, "Oh, holy God!" about a bad smell, and this woman, who is very sincere, and I respect her position, she's like, "I really wish you would think harder about what you're saying because you may not realize it, but you're blaspheming right now." like oh i hadn't thought about that but I now it's really in the bad. opening Speaking cut of, i'm not <laughs> sure i've ever heard that word it's before. in the opening cut that i have no control of how they edit it and now it's every single show because it's the opening cut mm-hmm. so every time an episode airs it's me saying oh holy god talking about, about a, bad a smell. covered carpet yeah I'm like sorry and lady, so this lady I, probably I mean, thinks we don't care and i do and we can't fix it except we can try harder it's fine we can try harder no it's good it's good. It's good. <laughs> if, they have, if they have that big of a problem with it, uh, I don't even know what to say to it. Like, come on. You know what's coming now. It's in every opener. Just mute it for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Push I'm through. Sorry. Please don't keep watch, watching. Don't watch the yeah. show. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I mean, we're definitely, I'm sure we're not everyone's cup of tea. So. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, you can't be everyone's cup of tea. No, and that's okay. That's one thing I've learned in life is that it's... It's, it's so hard, though. I really want everyone to like me, and some people just do not. <laughs> like, people are really annoyed that I apparently sound just like Nicole Curtis. They're, like, pissed. Like, stop they trying to... Who's Nicole stop Curtis? Trying to, um, rehab rehab addict. addict. The blonde that has the renovation show on okay. DIY. Like, stop. It'd be okay if the daughter would stop trying so hard to sound like Nicole Curtis. I'm like... This is just my voice. I don't know what to do. Some people don't like I, my laugh. I'm like, me neither. But um, it's what I got. Isn't that tough being in that in that eye? I mean, how, how was that part of it? Um, I mean, over, overwhelmingly, has we've had a lot of positive 
feedback overwhelmingly. There's always people that are going to say nasty shit on Twitter, like they make fun of mom's laugh. My little brother who runs our demo team, he's 22, someone like private messaged him and was like, do us all a favor and keep your shirt on, fatty. And now he's like not eating, like literally stopped eating because he wants to fit on the show. And I'm older, like, so there's, it's, I'm not as sensitive as him. I'm like, dude, you got to chill. But the one lady that kind of said, gotta like, get the on the show and do the truffle shuffle now. She said something about how brother's dumb, mom's cackle is annoying, daughter's voice is stupid. Like, your profile picture is a cat. <laughs> They're all cats. It's a cat. They're all cats. No offense to cat owners, but. They're all cats. I'm going to go got ahead and take that with a grain of salt. Neck beard. Because all your pictures, when I click through, are a cat. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. You might want to take that one to heart. You know what I mean? They're cat lovers. I try really hard to respond to people's commentary from a place of love and respect. I really do. Because these people have taken the time to share their thoughts with me. And we may disagree, but I can still be respectful to them, even if they were not respectful to me. And that's the best place you can come from. Yes. I I love, I love the critics. They're my most favorite thing ever. Anytime we get any kind of critical feedback of any sort, all of my employees know to send it to me because I enjoy (laughs) responding to it so much. Yeah. It's so much fun. I just, well, I, I just want them to know they've been heard and that, that they matter too, but that they don't like nobody matters more than someone else. Right. We all have opinions and feelings and thoughts and I can respect yours. I don't know. Some people matter more than other people. Disagree with you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. I see the gang up of the younger people. Versus you. <laughs> you know, and you know, it's funny what I was thinking the other day is this is why the old people sit around at the I'm re- picnics I'm reading in a little shrugged and, circle yeah. of armchairs and we talk to one another and we don't talk to the kids because they don't know anything. <laughs> You're reading Atlas Shrugged for yeah. the first time? For the first time. How many times should I read it? Probably it's a couple, huge. huh? Couple. Couple. And skip all the little monologues. Just skip them. So many monologues. Just skip the you monologues skip because all. all of the information in the monologues is in the story. That book could be. But Ayn Rand just can't one, help herself. One third. Yeah, she can't help herself. Of the length. She just she goes on those rants. She can't help herself. I daydream during those rants. Oh. So and then I hear then I hear something and I'm like, oh wait a minute, a second. and I mean, then I back it up thirty seconds. And I feel go like again. the basic philosophy is sound. Don't you? It's oh, kind it's of the basis of sound. libertarianism. It is the basis of libertarianism. Right. Which I is. am officially lost. Okay. So the idea I know is, who Rand is but. that we we don't do things for people because they think they deserve them. We should do things for people because it has value to us. If we all act like fully informed consumers at all times, yeah, it's like a, it's a society will run better. What are you worth to me? Exactly. What are you worth to me? You need to be worth something. I'm not on board with that. Or yeah. you're not worth anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's that's basically her idea. And I, but that book's like this big. Yeah. She says that in she six rambles. inches of book. Yeah, she rambles a lot. Uh, that's why you do that's, book on tape. That's yeah. where um, Kelsey's almost name came from. It's 62 Dagny hours. Dagny Ugh, She Not, almost named my sister Dagny. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I got vetoed. That, so I'm not. It I'm sounds like you're stabbing someone when you say that name. Dagny. Dagny. Yeah, yeah. But Dagny was a cool character. Great character. She's I'm not amazing. all the way through it. Don't ruin me, because I, I don't know what happens to Dagny. Yet. She's okay. just left she the dies. valley. I won't. I'm not gonna. You don't know. <laughs> you had me for a second, then I'm like, <laughs> you don't know. Doesn't know. You have, I don't no, know. you have no idea. And and here's and the government trying to take over the job of taking care of all the people who don't seem to be able to take care of themselves. 
government is oh phenomenally God. ill-prepared to do that. They're just bad so at it. sounds so familiar, doesn't right? it? Right? They're bad at it because it's this huge bureaucracy and they can't see they're getting some fraudulent form sent in and they just keep paying the money. So it's terrible. Whereas individuals, we're much better at it. Yeah. I mean, I see someone who needs help. I help them. And we can choose to help people if yes, they want. Yes, exactly. Yeah, with our money. And yeah. the people who want help can choose to bring value. Like, I could ask David in the alley to do anything. Like, will you mow the grass? Will you cut the head? <clears throat> Whatever. And he would do it. And I, so I value him because he would do that. A little crazy. Make sure he doesn't have an ax when he's doing it. <laughs> but okay. And that's how I feel like neighborhoods work. We watch out for one another and we help one another. And we're really qualified to do that because we know the people in our neighborhoods. But... People in Washington, they don't know the people in my neighborhood. No. They don't know who's lying to them and who's telling the truth and who really needs something. That's just me. When I run the world, things are going to be different. I'm excited for that. Mina's going to just consult me before they make decisions. (laughs) Mina's going to be in charge. She's going to balance the budget in about 10 minutes, and we're going to have way more fun. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to make sure we have fun. She's going to make sure we all have enough money. That's what's going to happen. So that's our business model, right there, in a nutshell. More fun, more money? More fun, more money. Okay, that's great, because mine is steel underpants profit. <laughs> steel, steel underpants, underpants profit? Comma profit? Or underpants, like... Step one, steel underpants. Step two, comma. Step profit. Two, Step profit. two, Oh, okay. How do you profit from stealing underpants? <laughs> I don't know. They're I not related? I haven't figured well, out no. all did of you it see, yet. Well, did you watch Orange is the New Black? Where they were uh, like, I'm not current selling prison panties? That so sounds like a decent really business funny. model. Last season, so when Orange and the Orange is the New Black, yeah. they're like, but under, I mean, they're like under the table selling these women's prison undies to creepo guys who want to smell them. Mm. And I believe that there's a market for that. <laughs> totally believe it. So last there is season, definitely a market for that. This is gonna get really sexy Personal. for a minute. It's not at all. Not so sexy at all. we're always mic'd, and our sound guys are up in <clears throat> up in here, up in the cleavage, up in the butt, because the mic pack goes there, and. Um, I'm a very sweaty human. I got it from my, my dad's jeans. I just sweat like crazy. So my mic pack that goes like down in my butt crack, there's always um, a sheet of paper towel so to try to control the sweat, which is not a thing. So my sound guy and I last season kind of had a running joke. I'm like, you're saving these, right? Like they're going in individual Ziploc bags. Like today was demo day butt crack sweat <laughs> in this baggie. So it's not no. selling the panties. It's selling the, <laughs> the butt crack sweat. The butt crack sweat. Side note, HGTV would like to send us to media training. And I'm I've just like, <laughs> and I told them before, I'm like, well, we have a thing tonight. You guys really should send us soon because I just don't know where the lines are. I know them better than she does. But then I get but carried away with have funny I stories. Have a story about butt cracks? No, no, I get carried away with funny stories, and then it just all goes to hell. So okay. there's, I've, there's, I've talked about helping the homeless, Jesus, and how the country could be run better, and you told about butt crack sweat. This is true. And so this is why you're a great duo that's going to make around. some fucking awesome TV. <laughs> See, I've had media training, and it's yeah, whatever. So yeah. the um, the first time bottoms up went it went viral over Christmas in 2008 and we had we were just about to sign up for our first big deal with Anheuser-Busch like it was it might have just been inked and the local news comes down to do a story comes local news comes down because I was from the sticks and um, (laughs) they come down if you were from the sticks you're still from the sticks you right. always are from where you are. I, you're right. I'm yeah. from the sticks. You're from the sticks. Uh, and I was like the Ricky Bobby interview after he gets out of the NASCAR for the first time. And I'm like, 
I'm quoted as I'm quoted as saying you have to treat the beer like a lady. There we go. We got She's her. She's coming with it now. Um, <laughs> uh, so we get a call the next day. We were supposed to fly out to St. Louis to meet with everybody in two weeks. They're like, hey, you know that meeting we're going to have in two weeks? Can you be out here in a couple of days? And we're like, yeah, yeah, let's clear the schedule. This Obviously, this momentum has ex- expedited things. We get out okay, there. I nailed that interview. <laughs> I nailed that interview. I rocked that interview. And <laughs> we get out there, and there's a... There's a team of people there to meet us. They're like, you guys, this is an emergency media training session. And we spent two days working with a media training team. And I'm not sure I remember any of it. I'm going to say, you know what I'm taking Other away? Other than the mics are always on. The mics are always on. Mics are what always I'm taking on. away yeah. from this Even story. Even in the porta potty. Yes. Mics are always on. What I'm taking away from the story is that media training helped him not a bit. And it's not likely to help us either. So we might just be screwed. That might be our situation. Yeah, we need so to get over to Bravo right now. At least now we have an excuse. Like, well, we haven't done our media training yet. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You're an attorney. You know that as soon as they do media training, they then now have leverage. And yeah. there's expectations. Mm-hmm. So stay away from the media training. Because all <laughs> it's going to do. Just don't go. Yeah. I'm sorry, we're sick. We got to reschedule. I, actually, I can give you a little bit more. It's it, always talk in a positive manner. Always, all, you guys know this from doing the show. You know how your sound bites can be chopped up to make you say something that you did not say. Yeah, so that's always true. be conscious. Think of about how that. it could be chopped up. Yeah, mm-hmm. think about how how can what I'm saying right now be edited to make me sound like a total asshole? I don't really care in my current position in life. Um, I'm over it. I trust rad immensely i wouldn't but <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> let's put it this way i i used to work for a national i mean work with a national morning show and uh they were able to take the clinton apology um thing that he did way back in the 90s completely cut that thing up with a few little beeps here and there to make it i fucked the people i did this i you know. oh jeez it was yeah. uh yeah, it's i feel amazing. like there's no controlling it. it it you could you could twist our words that's every why way anyway, to sunday diary of a reluctant messiah live your life so that it doesn't matter what they write about the headlines write about you in the headlines even if it isn't true that's why that's the thing yeah no i, I she agree. doesn't believe me she's like it's but if it is true who cares if it's true <laughs> live your life like it isn't Exactly. Yeah. He gets me, Mina. He gets I me. I tried to Google the quote and I can't find it who anywhere. Who knows who Richard Bach is? Who cares? It's a great quote. Yeah, but it's now you know, your quote. Do you know yeah. who Richard Bach is? Sounds familiar. Sounds like he writes music. Do you remember the book Jonathan Livingston Seagull? No. I've heard of it, but you've I don't. Heard of it. Okay, you've heard I've of it. I've never All actually. Right. So that's what he was famous for, but he's written a lot of books. He wrote a whole series of books about ferrets that were really interesting. I owned what? a ferret growing up, and I'll never do they're that such again. Stinky animals. They're so they're so smelly. It was it was so weird. Like all these people. His were... name was Gordon. <laughs> Gordon the ferret. Yeah. The lady that um, works at the Naked Monkey has two ferrets, and I was like, she they're like her pets. There's two ferrets and two German shepherds, but they're deglanded. Yes. Mine was deglanded they, they, too, but it's it doesn't still, matter. They it still, still smell. Stink. Yeah, she they said still that they smell. don't stink if they're no, deglanded. No, they and they do. poop in all your corners. Like they back the little butts up to the corner and let us poop. There. Like your Sophie. <laughs> My pit bull does that. She like won't poop unless she's backed up onto something, whether it's a wall or a curtain or a coffee table. She like poops down things, and then she eats her sister's poop. It's a, it's Thank right. God she's so cute because it's disgusting. <laughs> absolutely disgusting i had a pug that would do that she would 
She but would, not old poop. I mean, like fresh poop. Yeah, fresh, out of the bum, warm, coming like out of the bum, all over the face. We're back to two girls in a cup. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we made a full circle. <laughs> We've made yes! a full circle. <laughs> Time to end the interview. And, <laughs> nah. <laughs> like, nah. And are we missing out on something? No. Okay. No. <laughs> he's thinking maybe he should eat poop. <laughs> yeah, oh. That's what he's thinking. Oh. No. 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 <laughs> I was not, I did, was not, I didn't know what was happening there. <laughs> I'm glad I could be here for you Thanks. to interpret the world. <laughs> I'm not thinking we should. I'm just asking just a philosophical question. Just seems like a natural question. thing to do at this point. There's a Simpson episode about this. Is there? Yes, there is. <laughs> Simpsons did it. Of course they oh, did. Oh, wait. No, no. It's not Simpsons. I'm sorry. It's South Park. Oh. It's South Park. It's not Simpsons. It's South you watch Park. a lot of South Park? Not a lot. Not anymore. I, mean, I don't have time to watch <laughs> TV, much TV anymore time. at all. Zero TV time. She makes me watch our show. That's it. Well, I told oh her. Oh my God, so you she, watch your show back. She, all, all of it? Well, I have to live tweet during it. I don't have to, but it's it's good. It's the thing. So And she likes it and she's good at it. Mm-hmm. And we have a great tweet crew. They're a lot of yeah. fun. So. Tweeting is tough. It's so I can't hard. do it. It's so hard to keep up. It is really hard to keep up. Yeah. It's because it's, so it's like me tweeting with like forty people. Yeah. So it's I don't even know. <laughs> so you live tweet all your shows. When are, when is the show on? Um, no, the, it's over. The, it's over. You missed season, it. Season finale the reruns, was right? reruns. two Tuesdays ago, but they do reruns a lot. Like no, last it was Saturday, last Tuesday, last Saturday they had a marathon during the day. Nice. So they're re-airing them, but then the second season's supposed to air January. How many episodes is one house? One. Holy shit, right? really? We're like, can't we get like four out of this? Nope, one mm. episode per house. So you, you follow the story. You, the viewer, are by our side through this entire saga. We find the house, we go in the house, we figure out what all's wrong with the house. We is it an hour-long show? Yeah, yeah. rebuild the so whole house. What is that, 45 minutes with 42, commercials? 42, I think. Stage the house, bring some cute, adorable little buyers or something through the house, and you're like, "Yay, winners! Yay!" Isn't that it's amazing great. that all gets crunched down to that? We figured it out. We filmed 360 hours for every one episode usable, for one usable hour. Yeah, per usable hour. Wow, of footage. Yeah. So how many amazing. how many days do you actually go back and visit each house? I mean, we as it's going Monday through Friday. Well, I understand that, but I know you're doing like multiple houses at a time, right? Um, right. Yeah, so right now we've started this. We're in week three of filming, and we've we're starting the fourth house tomorrow. So, uh, so the first house has been demoed and framed. Windows are insiding, and then the second house has been demoed, starting framing. Third house has been demoed. Fourth house we demo tomorrow. We walked through yesterday. We walked through t- today. Oh, we did walk through it today. It seems like a second day, right? Yeah, it did. Fourth house we walked through today. Fifth house we walked through today. So we'll be back. I mean, we are continually... So the windows got delivered to the first house today. So there's a quick like window beat there. Um, so it's it's pretty ongoing. Anytime there's a big thing, um, they'll send like a, a one of the guys with the GoPro to pick up some rough plumbing or rough electrical if we're not really involved in the scene. And then we go back for the flooring like the, or tiling or painting or I mean, cabinet we're there install on camera so like off camera we're checking in throughout the week to make sure all the messed up things get fixed but on camera it's kind of the bigger moment so like if the inspector comes or when there's spray foam insulation um all the drywalls coming in like bigger things like that is usually what they film i would like to right now 
say that I finally got Mina to start using spray foam insulation instead of bad insulation because it's so much more efficient. And I'm really excited about that. Mm. Really excited. It took me a long it's time. It's really neat to It's just watch very expensive. In. And we've developed a very lovely relationship with Victory Spray Foam. And woot, woot, Victory Spray Foam. Victory Spray Foam. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. love Victory Spray Foam. Find they have them been. at victoryspraypoam.com. Victory Spray Foam. Google them. I don't know. Victory, Victory Spray, spray foam. foam. I don't know. We should know Danny Destroom and his crew. They, um, I had them do two of my houses, and they I finally let me suit up and do it myself. Yeah, finally talked me into it, and they were so good to us last they season. Gave me an eight out of ten <laughs> of your spray <laughs> foaming job. Level, yeah, yeah, I think nice. they were being nice to her. Maybe no, it was, you did a good job. I think you did. It's so fun. Yeah, it's really neat. It's cool. And again. they use that shit for all kinds of stuff. We use that insulation for insulating things. Naturally. You either need more beer or less insulation for insulating things. Uh, Juber's not going to fly. Keep, keep, or drop it, I guess. (laughs) What was it even? I I forget. It was, um, I'm going to have to listen to a few episodes to figure out what that was. You need another beer too. I know. I do. (laughs) Well, and what's nice about having our business in Indianapolis is we have a number of local vendors who have been really good to us. I'm just segueing on. I'm just moving on. That's awesome. I just don't want Victory Spray Foam to be the only guys who get a shout out because they've been great to us. But like, shout them out. Why, why oh. are you? What do you? No, I was agreeing. Yeah. Yeah. There's Whatever. a lot of people who've been lot really of cool helpful. People. Who else do we want to say thank you to? Uh, and Habit Living has been awesome to us. She's not. Shh. They might hear this. Be nice. <laughs> they won't give me a discount on a couch. <laughs> The thing is, the thing. This is what happened. Inhabit he told me. Living. He told me a price, and then he was like, "I made a mistake. It's actually more." Like I tried to pay for it, and then he like, Indian gave the price on the couch. But what if he made an honest mistake? And he it did. Was more. I'm sure he, he did. did. Well, no. <laughs> I will just. I really have to pee. <laughs> like really, I've been holding it for about a half hour. Am I allowed to go pee? Yeah, you can go pee. Okay. Incredible tile. Does an amazing job for us. The show will carry on. We don't need her. I know. Our tile guy is amazing. It's uh, left and uh, right. (laughs) (laughs) You talked about butt crack sweat. What is left for me to do? (laughs) Uh, There's plenty. There's plenty. Um, Our general contractor, Caliber Construction, does an amazing job for us. And uh, I don't even know how to thank him enough. Uh, Fight plumbing. Will Electrical, who else have we got? We've got a crew of guys who just do a really, really good job for us. And it's it's nice that they're sticking with us. It's so really you've nice. got a plumber? Yes, we have a plumber. Because I can install... You want to give them a shout? Or did I, you? Pardon? Did I miss the plumber? That was... Um, oh, I had fight... Fight. F-I-T-E, plumbing, isn't okay. it? Sheetrocker. You know what? That's part of our crew, is the guy who does the sheetrock. So we don't have like a separate trade to do that okay so hvac is lcs heating and cooling and um i would i would marry him if you weren't already married i love him (laughs) that much he's so amazing he's actually he's such a upstanding guy he won't raise his prices even though he's so busy he can't see straight but he's like no i'm just not going to charge people more i'm just going to still be fair i'm like no you got to charge people more and charge us less that's what you got to (laughs) do he won't do it He's solid, solid, solid guy. He should do that. I had a conversation with the draft installer the other day that was like, I'm, I'm too busy. I'm, I'm too busy. I don't know what to do. I said, Raise here's your prices. what you do. Raise your prices. Yeah. It's really amazing what happens. Your workload goes down and you make more money. Right. 
it's fantastic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's not like you're trying to gouge people, but you need to have a quality of life too. Right. Yeah. You need to have some time with your family and time off and you need Are to get talking about work-life balance. Yeah. Travis, I was saying how kind Travis of, is a, yeah, so busy. I guess busy we got there. I was just, talking about how you should charge more for your services if yeah. you're too busy to do your services. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. So there you go. That's where you find your price point. Like, where should I be? Am I too busy? I can't even spend time with my family. And also, as a lawyer, I developed a, a pricing schedule that included the nuisance client who... If you're a pain in the butt, you just have to pay more. It's called a PETA fee. <laughs> yes. And everybody should charge it. Yes, exactly. There's certain people you talk to them, you're like, you know, you... So when I first started practicing, I thought no one's ever going to pay me $6,000 to do anything. So the first guy who was a little bit of a nuisance, I said it's $6,000 and he paid it. So I'm like, all right, now my fee is $10,000. Anybody I think's a nuisance, it's $10,000. Next guy comes along, I say $10,000, and he pays it. So I'm like, all right, that's it. My fee is $20,000. Next guy comes along, and he pays it. I'm like, all right, my fee's $40,000, and no one else has come along. <laughs> Dang. Because the goal was to set it so high that it'll go somewhere else, and they didn't. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. At $40,000, awesome. they did. Well, nobody, I never had to say 40000 anyway. Yeah. By then, I'd gotten good enough at just knowing I just don't even want this case. So. How, that's probably a long conversation. How, how do you decide that you don't want a case? Is it the person's personality or is it a combination of a bunch of things? It's, it's a combination of factors. Some cases, like I don't practice in, are we losing our engineer? Brad's, yeah. Brad's going to the bathroom. He's trying <laughs> I'm to sneak trying out to quietly. be nonchalant over there and quiet and you just like called him out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing right now. He's like rearranging oh, hey, the room. Christy, what's up? Oh, oh hey, Christy. Christy. Here. <laughs> yeah. um, very, very complicated cases. Cases in federal court. Those are things that are going to take an inordinate amount of my time, so I'm going to charge more. And then there are some people who have unreasonable expectations, and you just can't get them to be realistic. I'm going to charge them more. Just because they're going to file a disciplinary complaint, and I want to have been paid for that in advance, because that takes a lot of time to respond to. So that's sort of how I figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with it completely. I learned about it because my ex, or not my, not my ex, my ex-boss, yeah, I guess it was my ex-boss. Um, his wife was in es escrow, so they would charge PETA fees to... Oh. Yeah, you guys probably know about that quite a bit, too. Escrow? Yeah. We don't really do a lot of escrow. Mm -hmm. Not we really. We sell the houses you buy. Yeah, but we don't do escrow. Everything at closing, everything gets dispersed. Oh, okay. And we're done. There's nothing hanging over anybody's head. Once we built a garage after yes. closing, so we left like twenty thousand in escrow. But yeah, that's pretty much right. it. We like we like everybody to just move on. That that sounds nice. So yeah. since Christy's here now, does that mean we're done with you? Uh, <laughs> with your lovely gingerness? You can be done with me. I, I see that. <laughs> I see that you might want to be. No, no, no. I enjoyed this immensely. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. Hey, sorry. I garbage. Leave your air conditioner on. <laughs> I said, leave your air conditioner on. <laughs> she, wait, there's she wine. has wine. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, we can I wrap. Know, <laughs> I know you're the bottoms up guy. I'm the wine girl. And I know yeah. you like to sit here, so I'm moving so you can have your spot because I have been informed. I know what the situation is. You put Mina in the middle so she doesn't have to. Well, we still got to do the intro. We still got to do the intro. I want to stay here and do my podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'd love to. I don't know what I'd bring to it, but... Probably some cursing. I haven't heard any belching out of you yet. No. Maybe some... Um, I just not much of a belcher. 
Me not. I just got drink a lot of Frobos. I don't drink a lot of carbonation, so when I do, it's just out of control. Are these all for us? All yes, of these? All of us are this for is you. awesome. I'm super well, what excited. Do we need that we don't have the cups. No, you gotta put them in your fridge. Oh. It's still a magnet. Oh, wait, they got a magnet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, got, did you not get a magnet? I got five magnets. These are all mine because I said you have these for the. Us. Uh, like, what do you even want? Oh, those really? For? I'm oh, supposed to remember God. that? Maybe how about, hey, Josh, remember Christy's magnet? <laughs> I said we needed cups by Tuesday, so. Yeah, okay. We got it. Whatever. Today's Wednesday. This is going to yeah, Next okay. Tuesday. <laughs> this is about to end badly. <laughs> This is the best podcast ever. Okay, we can run. We're totally winning. Right. This has been a great, great I've had a lot of fun with you guys. Excellent. It's been fantastic. From homeless people to changing the world or the world, now changing the US government. Yes. Yeah. Helping yeah. Ayn Rand. Know. Yeah. Libertarianism. Uh butt sweat. We've covered all the bases. Yeah. Really, all of them. <laughs> oh, you know our sound guy keeps his mic pack in condoms? What? Unlubricated Trojans. That's where he keeps his mic packs so they don't get wet. Yeah, sounds brilliant <laughs> to me. Sorry, butt sweat. That's, where, that's what made me, it made me think of. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that condom was in the alley today. No. You don't think so? No, I don't think that's what that was. <laughs> no, and... it, it probably wasn't. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the intro real quick? Yeah, I'll do the intro real quick. Basically, the only notes I took were rehabbing the house was being homeless difference between taking an axe to someone and threatening someone with an axe. <laughs> uh, keeping it all in the family. Consult Mina. Yes. Will Everything will be fine. Uh, yeah. Food and fees, butt sweat, condoms, I guess now. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. There were TVs out You should tell them the It's been an uh, eclectic hour. Your, What's that? You should tell them the one that you just did for your dad. Oh, that's what did I say? I don't know. You you watch the show. You'll see it. Okay. <laughs> um, one more time, please. Uh, reba- rehabbing the houses, being homeless, uh, difference between taking an axe to someone versus threatening someone with an axe, keeping it all in the family, insult Mina, peanut bees, pain in the ass, uh, butt sweat, and condoms in the alley. Okay. Welcome to Launchpad, and today we're going to remodel some houses, we're going to find some condoms in some alleys, we're going to consult Mina on everything, we're going to change the world. Perfect. That was good. <laughs> God, I forgot that this was on camera. Okay. Crap. I totally forgot that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, you're in the podcast. I'm in the podcast. I totally walked in. And you look super the, cute. It's this perfect. Is, this is the shittiest one. Thanks for coming ever. on, guys. I appreciate so, like, it. Oh, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I left it here, so I thought, I, I was driving down here going, I'm going to get a bottle of wine. And then, because mm-hmm. I knew you guys drink wine. And then I thought I was going to be late because that Mitch Daniels thing went really long. Oh, and trust me, it was fine. Josh can. <sighs> Yeah, we hours. can keep doing this for hours. for hours. We're having a great time. I got another well, hour to do right now. Perfect. Perfect. We'll, uh, we'll have you guys back on later. <laughs> later. <laughs> no. After There's our media of... training. Did ours ever no. air? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, you never told me, so I never tweeted it or nothing. Well, I didn't you can tweet it now. Well, let me know. And I will. Yeah. I'll send you the info. That was great. That was great. All right. I'm going to switch seats. It's warm. Is it? Thank you. No, not at all. Are you kidding? I, I walked out of my house 30 times.